Can this yeah. look so worried now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be right back. I go brush my teeth first. <laughs> I'm so worried. Too late. <laughs> I have like I have like a tooth decay and then now you're like making me sweat. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Welcome back to Two Pills in the Pod. I'm Jessica. And I'm Candice. And today we have a special guest, Dr. Jolene Cole. Oh. Any advice to like listeners or to us, you know, on how you should take care of your gum and teeth? Any ah. tips? <laughs> well, <laughs> free advice. That's what I always heard. Okay, so actually, a lot, a lot of um, well, <laughs> a lot of people ask me about speed don't rinse, because the thing is, recently on TikTok, um, a lot of TikTokers dentists have been doing this speed don't rinse, spreading this speed don't rinse knowledge, um, uh, in Malaysia. And in the UK, we've always been doing that. Like a lot of people have been spreading that speed don't rinse ideology, and a lot of people know of it. But in the Malaysia, it's a very foreign concept. People are like, "Oh my god!" So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to rinse out my toothpaste. What is this? Yeah, but it's actually a good thing to just spit it out and not rinse your mouth after you. I never rinse ever since you told me. I yeah, think. but a lot of people find what? it really weird. Yeah, I know, right? Actually, that, that is so know. weird. <laughs> That is so weird. I cannot like. Can you imagine like walking around with foam on your lips? That is so weird. No, no, no. But I mean, you just wipe you it. Wipe you wash it. Yeah. Yeah, but then there's like residue foam on your on your teeth. Like that's so weird. How much foam did you create? <laughs> like if you use like Oral B or something, right? It's a lot. Well. Like some okay, some toothpaste they don't produce that much foam, and I don't like that because it doesn't feel like your teeth yeah, are clean, right? SLS. Like, the spicier it is, the better it is for me. Like, that's just, like, how I think. So, I tried, like, you know, those, um like, tablet toothpaste before to kind of, like, save the environment or whatever, and they don't produce that much foam. And I felt so weird, and I'm like, my teeth not clean, so I went back and clean again with normal toothpaste. Mm-hmm. And then I have to rinse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing is, actually, in actual fact, uh, I've actually asked the GSK, uh, you know, GSK, GlaxoSmithKline. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they carry the Sensodyne brand. Um, and uh, back then at uni, there's a GSK person that would come to uh, uni to talk about their Sensodyne products and whatnot. And I've actually asked her before if the Sensodyne toothpaste works at all if you rinse it out. She actually said no. So <gasps> the thing, yeah. So what the reason why wow. is that when you're brushing, it's two minutes, right? The the time of action is not really sufficient for the toothpaste to work in your mouth. Which is why a lot of the times, if you've got sensitive teeth and you go to the dentist, the dentist would advise for you to topically apply a little bit of toothpaste onto the sensitive teeth after you brush your teeth at night before you sleep and don't rinse it out. And it's a very common applic- yeah, it's a very common practice. But it's actually bloom. the same. So if you just if you just brush your teeth and spit and don't rinse, it's the same as topically applying it after you brush your teeth. So it's the same. It's your, your, uh, in fact you're not like wasting as much toothpaste if you do that. But <sighs> yeah. <laughs> it's an interesting thought. Mm. But then a lot so of you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Mm. Yeah. I mean my mom's yeah, still can't I've do been it doing it now. She's still rinsing. <laughs> 
<laughs> she can't get no, used to it. It's just too weird. Okay, I'm gonna try it tonight, and I'll t- I'll tell you how yeah, it feels. Yeah. But I just I just find it too too weird. I think is it maybe I use too much toothpaste also. Like oh, if you yes. use too much toothpaste. So how much toothpaste do you use? So I use electric toothbrush, right? And yes. then the tooth head is like circle, so I just fill up the whole thing. Okay. So actually, the I mean that's I think that's not too bad. Are you using the Oral B one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cause the electric toothbrush head is usually quite small. So how much toothpaste you're mm. supposed to be using is um actually a pea size. So a lot of people don't know this, and because of all it's a the- fat pea for me. <laughs> that's for <laughs> sure. And I mean, I I gotta blame it on the. You know commercials in Malaysia, especially Dali. Because <laughs> what they usually do is that oh, they squeeze the whole thing. It's just like the, it just it just it's just too much. You don't need that much. Yeah. You only need a pea size. Hmm. That's marketing. Hmm. Yeah, they ask you to like do the whole thing so your toothpaste will finish faster. Then you buy more. Exactly. Exactly. You know, exactly. brain. Hmm. Very good. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. That is a very interesting revelation for me today. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure, and a lot, a lot of people actually don't know about uh the amount of toothpaste as well. So a lot of people like, I think my mom still does it, even though I told her that it's only a pea size. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's the same for I think all moms are like that. Like they never listen to us. My yeah. mom still tell try and tell me what medication to take. Like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and yeah, another, you are. There's another uh misperception as well. A lot of people think that mouthwashes should be used after brushing. Do you? I think in the Asian, especially yeah, especially in the Asian world, like most of us use our mouthwash after we brush. But actually, okay, so that um, actually the truth is we shouldn't be using mouthwashes. Right after brushing, cause I mean we're supposed to be spitting and rin- uh, not rinsing, right? So if you use a mouthwash after that, it will just wash off the the fluoride on your on your tooth surface. Um, and what you're supposed to be doing is that the mouthwash should be used at a different time other than brushing. So you can be using it after lunch, after snacking, or whatever. But you shouldn't be using it after brushing. Mm. I know. And what about what about flossing? Oh, this is a very big topic. So, I think I think the thing is that I can't. A lot of people. I've tried so yeah, many times. I just can't. A lot of people don't know that uh, flossing is supposed to be something that you should be doing every single day. It's not supposed to be like once in a while only, or when you have food stuck in between your teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be done every single day. And uh, for certain people, uh, f- the floss may not be as efficient. It, they may need to use something called an interdental brush that goes in between their teeth. Mm, yeah, so it's supposed to be used every single day, especially if you are uh, prone to or you have risk factors of uh, gum disease. Oh my god, this is a very big topic. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> flossing is supposed to be done every day. And it's not just... Going in and out of the gaps in between your teeth. That's actually a technique to it. It's not Whoa. just like, yeah. It's not just like going in and out, in and out, in and out. I know a lot of a lot of my patients, and uh, I actually thought that the correct way of flossing was like just in and out, in and out as well. But actually, it wasn't. It's like you gotta go in, and you gotta go into the the crevice gum yeah like go oh. into the gum and like do a C shaped hug on one tooth. And come up, but not all the way up, 
and then C-shape hug the other tooth. So with every single gap you go down, there's actually two tooth to clean, two surfaces to clean. Does it make sense? The gum is like an inverted V-shape. Something yeah. like an inverted V-shape. So when you go down and hit the tip of the inverted V, you should go to one end and hug the go to one end of the V yeah. and hug it and then come back up to the tip and go to the other end of the V and then pull the floss out and then proceed to a different gap. So that's also oh, it gets it. it gets like the gunk on top of the gum exactly. also not just on the teeth. Yes, that's actually Oh yeah, because sometimes yeah. you get that like stuck in your gum, right? And then you're like Yee. Yes. <laughs> so that's exactly how I you have... should be doing it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so is, mm. is there any other way? No, alternative to flossing. Because I, I have no... I've tried so many times. I just couldn't floss. I just couldn't find the right angle. I couldn't, like, I think, you know. Okay, so... And uh, I, mm. I know there is, like, the wash... Like, the... Oh, the Dorset. Phillips, you know, there is... The, that... Yes, like a heart-shaped thing. Oh, the you mean gun, yes, the water yeah. gun. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Does that work? Can I use that instead of, like, flossing? Because mm. that looks a lot easier. Like, I just, like... Shoot. Mm, okay, I wouldn't say that water pick is uh, a true alternative to flossing because it isn't. And there's no evidence that suggests that it is uh, interchangeable as well. Not yet. Um, so what you can be doing instead is that, number one, you can perfect your technique for flossing. Because actually a lot of people <laughs> really, really, really... Okay, uh, obviously, okay, okay. The other choice is interdental brushes, which is way easier to use, but um, not yeah. always possible for everyone. Because what happens is that uh, um, the gap in between our teeth can sometimes be very small. And when you're mm. using interdental brush, it may actually be a bit too big for certain people. But if your gums are even the slightest inflamed, you should be able to fit in an interdental brush most of the time. But if it's not, and if it's really healthy, sometimes you can't fit it in. So you would still need to use um, a floss. So how it works is that a lot of patients actually don't know. They should actually be winding the floss around their middle finger and not their first finger. Because what happens when you wind it around your first finger is that when you try and push it, your thumb is too fat. And you can't, you just can't get with the, get the angulation right because it's too fat and you're like, oh, how am I going to fit two thumb into my molar? So how you should be doing it is actually winding it around your middle finger and then push it with your first because your first finger is a lot smaller. And then you'll be pushing all the way in. Mm. Okay, okay, I'm doing it right now. Is it, uh, you should be winding yeah. it around your middle finger and then try and push it with your first finger. Mm. Let me, Very let me interesting. Very interesting yeah. and free dental advice also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> no worries, no worries. So have you have you ever come across like patients that's come that comes in with like disgusting mouth and like smelly <laughs> and never floss their their teeth <laughs> all the and time. Have, like it's covered with stains and all the most time. of the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah, there's so many. How, how do you deal with that? I mean. <laughs> you used to it, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess uh, over time you you kind of get used to it. But every patient is a learning experience, lah. So it's like, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the thing is, a lot of the times when they come in with uh, teeth like that, they don't really have a very good understanding of um, oral hygiene or or gum disease. Cause, um, I'm sp I'm talking about gum disease in specific because this is a very uh, true issue that a lot of people don't know they have. 
uh, it's mm-hmm. very different from caries because caries when you have caries you have sensitivity you have pain so it comes it comes and you feel it and you'll be like oh I need to go and see the dentist because I've got a painful tooth but the thing with gum disease is that you don't have pain until it becomes quite late so the key is yeah. to visit your dentist regularly enough so that they see that before it becomes too it becomes worse yeah it becomes too late Mm, yeah, the thing with gum disease is that it's it actually happens because of like uh, the amount of junk that's around. Usually, plaque, calculus, um, all the bacteria that's on your tooth surface. And what happens is that it starts to eat away the bone that's surrounding the uh, the tooth, causing it to lose its support. So at first, you would just feel like, oh, my tooth is starting to sh- to be a little bit taller. My my gums are like receding. Okay, is that a problem? It bleeds a lot when I when I brush my teeth. Oh, a lot of people have bleeding when they brush their teeth. It's normal. Actually, it's not. It's not normal. When your gums start <gasps> to bleed... I bleed! Yeah, yeah, when your gums start to bleed when you're brushing, means that it's inflamed. Any bleeding is because it's inflamed, right? In the body. Yeah, when the tissue start to... Anywhere start to bleed, means that it's inflamed. So, it's the same. Um, when the gums bleed, it's actually mm. inflamed. Yeah, it's not normal. A lot of people thought that it's normal, so that they they just like leave it alone. But yeah, when when you when the tooth loses support and it becomes loose, then it's usually a little bit too late. Cause the thing with gum disease is that it's irreversible. Once it happens, you can only maintain it. You can't. You can't. It can't go back. Can this yeah. look so worried now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Be right back. I go brush my teeth first. <laughs> I have like a tooth decay and then now you're like making me sweat. No. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I have another question. Mm. Okay. This is like personal to me. Mm. So I have like you know <laughs> Free dental advice right now. Free dental advice. Why not? I have like you know there's like lock jaw um uh, lock jaw syndrome. Mm. Is it TM? G or TMJ or something it's called so sometimes like if I yawn and if I yawn too big or if I laugh too big my jaw will lock and then like I cannot click it back in and if I try and like click it back in it hurts so much how do I deal with that? <laughs> don't oh laugh too how do you like, don't how, put your mouth too what, big you hit it back in? <laughs> like I will have like click like that you know? <laughs> Oh my god, Yeah, because like, it will like, if I, if I, if I open my mouth too big, it will like lock at a certain position and then I cannot like close my mouth. <laughs> so oh I will just like, ah, like that. So if I, it, now if I yawn, I cannot yawn fully. So I have to like control the amount of space my lips But that's pop. what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. Actually, no, but it's literally actually, like. That's true. That's, that's what you're supposed to do. No, yeah. but like, see my jaw? Okay, I don't no, know if no, you can see you it, mean. but like, like it yeah. doesn't click in properly. <laughs> what do I do? It so, hurts, you know? For people with like... <laughs> <laughs> no, no, T- TMJ issue is a real problem. Actually, a lot of people have see, it. See, it's a real problem. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot of people have it. And especially in this current world. Do you have it more when you're stressed out? I think somebody told me before because I grind my teeth. Mm. Okay. I think I don't know, but I never, I never like feel myself when I sleep, so I don't know. But okay. Yeah. So most of the time, actually, Jess is right. Um, when we have, when you, if you have a TMJ problem, and if you're, it's actually what happens is that when you open your mouth too wide, sometimes your uh your joint dis dislocates a bit. It's like it dis, and so what happens is that it comes out of the socket, 
it's a little bit like when <gasps> you, yeah it's a little bit like when, <laughs> yeah when your shoulder socket like it's like this yeah displaced yeah oh okay how do i click it back in that kind of thing that's what yeah. it feels and i have to like click it back in yeah so actually you shouldn't be hitting yourself on the other side to click it back in uh there are ways to do it uh i don't know okay, if you tell can me. do it on your own but you may try it or maybe ask a dental friend dentist friend to help you do it actually it's pressing down on your uh your lower molars and then push it down and back up Does oh press it down and then back up and then it will it will yeah right. but actually um most of the time with these sort of uh, issues we would manage it uh conservatively which means that we would actually advise our patients to not open their mouth too wide and once they get used to it then it shouldn't be an issue anymore but actually there's no there usually there's no true treatment that's indicated in these sort of cases Yeah, you just need to habitually remember to mm. not open too wide. Yeah, because it happens when you sometimes when you laugh when you yawn or yeah yeah yeah, yeah it yeah. happens. And when once it happens, and you do it again, it's more prone to happening again. Do you realize oh, that? Yeah, it's okay. like it's yeah 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 yeah. If you do it again, that it's like it will come up come out again, and then yeah, you would have to um yeah reposition it. Yeah. Yeah. So Is it true like? Is it true that you can use Botox to help it? Uh, mm, this is interesting. I recently attended a webinar on like on facial aesthetics and Botox as well as uh other dental conditions, and there are certain te- treatment techniques that are indicated in terms of uh for TMJ problems. But I don't have a lot of knowledge in terms of that, and I think you can uh consult a a dentist who does Botox treatment, um to be mm-hmm. sure. There are actually a lot of dentists who are currently practicing uh facial aesthetics in uh the UK, and a lot of the times facial yeah. aesthetics actually, they are treatment options as well. They are not just aesthetically yeah. oriented. Yeah. yeah, some of their, yeah, some of their treatments are actually function oriented as well. So, um. I wouldn't say it's impossible. I think you just need to find out what options you have. So I met somebody who had the same problem as me, mm. and then like my jaw will like make a sound, right? And then she was like, "Oh my god, um, I have the same thing." And then she said that she got Botox on mm. like her like where her like jaw her would meet. Yeah, okay. her joint would meet, and then it kind of like I don't know something to do with the muscle. Yeah, and then she just Botox said that it make. Yeah. yeah, Botox works with muscles, so it's always with the muscles that controls. Uh, if 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 that's what she's talking about, then it's definitely the muscles that is around the joint that uh, they are targeting mm. in terms of treatment. But yeah, it's an interesting topic. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah, Botox. Mm. It's not just for Hollywood celebrities. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> There's actually a lot of usage in terms of Botox in dentistry. Yeah, mm. you'd be surprised. Would you go into like aesthetics, like fillers and Botox? Is that something you would consider? Mm, I don't think there are a lot of courses available here in Malaysia just yet, but it is an option. <laughs> and in the UK, I think a lot. There are quite a few of my colleagues uh, who are who are doing that right now, and they have done like courses with um, a very renowned co- courses as well. There are a lot of very Famous facial aesthetic practitioners in uh, the UK that are dentists, and yeah, it's definitely an option. It's an interesting one. A lot of money. 
yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah but yeah they mm, they make so much money mm. I don't know about I don't know is it is it like a thing in Malaysia for like lip fillers and stuff because obviously it's a big thing in the UK right mm, is, is there like a market because in the UK it's so common it's like every single yeah. like maybe every 10 pers- 10 people you will see on the street at least one person has a lip filler but yeah but in Malaysia it's definitely not that many but it's definitely a growing market and it mm. really depends as well in demographics like which area you're in uh, and the socioeconomic status of that the people in the area on average yeah we all think that um dentists are loaded is that true or is that a myth <laughs> i mean <laughs> it's definitely not true anymore i think it's like it's very different is it back com- then what's a com- sorry what yeah? what's the comparison between like nhs dentists and like private dent i can't say for sure in terms of in the uk because i've never really like worked in the uk before but it's definitely a huge mm-hmm. gap if you are like completely private but yeah, it's it's definitely not the same as before because back then there are like not as many dentists available and when you're a dentist, it's kind of like everyone needs to go to you maybe in like, uh, maybe in the, maybe in the 10 kilometer radius, there's only like one dentist but right now there are like so many, especially, I can't say for sure in the UK but in Malaysia, in my neighborhood itself i think we've got like six dental clinics and that's like within two kilometers from me so yeah it's definitely a very saturated market and it's um back then most dentists i mean right now senior dentists are very loaded still um but junior dentists maybe not so much hmm but i think it's not always about the money as well it depends on what you really want um to achieve because most of the time obviously the money is in aesthetic work the money is in facial aesthetics or like anything that's like you know instagram (laughs) yeah worthy Mm -hmm. yeah that kind of thing but Mm -hmm. not all dentists want that kind of thing and not all Mm -hmm. of us want to practice that kind of dentistry so i think it's it's interesting how varied this uh this Mm -hmm. field still is even though it's still a healthcare profession that's very niche but it's still quite Mm -hmm. varied yeah and a lot of us are doing a lot of different things as well like implants uh there are orthodontics uh prosthodontics which is like dentures and crowns and bridges and things like that and there's so many different fields to explore which is the interesting thing about dentistry so yeah money is secondary i say that but i mean i need the money but money is secondary (laughs) (laughs) so you're about like helping people to fix their tooth one person at a time that's something that you write on your personal statement (laughs) 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 what is your dream my dream is for somebody for everyone to know how to floss (laughs) oh my god that would be nice (laughs) i mean I don't know actually like recently I've just been telling Jess that I've been talking to uh, a friend a very close friend about my next my plans in my future plan in the next three years and it's I really don't know (laughs) the answer is I really don't know but I think I just like I'll just try my best and take it as it goes keeping all my doors open and we'll see what happens hmm so yeah yeah to be honest it's very refreshing to have somebody that says that they don't know what they're doing because a lot of people don't know what they're doing and then mm-hmm. 
you you meet pe- you meet people and they have like 10 years of their life plan and then you tell yourself oh my god i should do the same thing but then in reality there's a lot of people that don't know what they want to do even yeah. like next year or in five years you know so it's it's good that you know you don't know what to do because i also don't know what to do yeah <laughs> so we're yeah. all lost together yeah we're all the just thing lost is, together I, I actually kind of i was telling the friend earlier that like i kind of really believe in the law of attraction law going off a bit off topic but i really believe in the law of attraction in the sense that if i really want something then i mean you you would indirectly work really hard towards the thing and maybe you would get it because mm-hmm. it's like you know if you really want that that's the thing when you have a lot of options and uh you have the uncertainty of which country you would be based in i think that's the main thing as well and what industry you would eventually end up at do you want to stay in the industry that you're currently in there's so many questions to ask yourself and yeah yeah and that just that just gives so much uncertainty that i think we just need to figure out along the way i think there's no shame in like not knowing what your three five ten year plan is it's just something that you need to work out within yourself and yeah as long as you're happy man don't care yeah, la, whatever definitely. La. <laughs> yeah, as yeah. long as the money keep rolling in, that's all we care for. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of true. You need the money, money is secondary. Uh, money is secondary, but, but actually, really, is primary. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh my god, that's so sad. True. I mean, like money, I, I I don't know. Like money makes the world go round. Like as sad as it sounds, right? Like people always say. I don't know. To me, people always say like, money cannot buy happiness. But then a lot of the things that can give you happiness you need money for do you know what i mean like if you love traveling you can't travel without money if you love to eat you can't eat without money if you love to like flip it i don't know if you love to do if you want to do a podcast you can't do it without money like it's all it all comes down to money at the end of the day like Mm. yeah it's not a direct source to your happiness like it's not like a one-stop train but it definitely will bring you places so that's just the reality Mm. right agree agree yeah I think like I, I read somewhere people say like when people when rich people say that money don't buy happiness it's just like for them to tell poor people so that they will shut up <laughs> a little bit but I mean I guess like COVID um, brings a different pr- perspective to a lot of people as well because the thing is yeah it definitely is like what Candy said because a lot of us uh, I don't know I don't know if you guys know much about the lockdown situation in Malaysia and uh, it's it's been extending for like it's been extended for a very long time, and a lot of people are actually out of jobs. And I often see patients who come in, and I'm like, oh okay, are you working from home? And they tell me that they are not working. So now I try and refrain myself from asking that question because I feel like <laughs> I don't want to get into this conversation with you. It's a little bit sad. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it definitely puts us in a position where you feel like you are so blessed that you have all this privilege to do all the things that you can do because you are yeah you have the money and you have the luxury yeah, yeah to do all these things and a lot yeah. of people are struggling to even like live day by day but yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah that's very that's very true what you say because like for me I don't know about you guys but for me like I complain a lot about my job like sometimes even when I'm having a bad day, I'll be like, oh, why am I here? You know, I'm so down, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I don't I don't want this. But then at the same time, like, we forget to check in with ourselves sometimes mm. to 
tell ourselves to be grateful that like you know you're in a very good position like you're so privileged because you still can put food on the table you still can pay for your rent and all that like a lot of people are not in the same fortunate position so yes like yes probably like i can say i can put my hand up and say that oh this is not obviously my passion and this is not like something that i want to do forever but at the same time i'm really grateful that i'm in this position to be able to support myself because so many people cannot do the same thing like so many people do not have the privilege yeah it's really sad but it's the reality oh well i'm gonna cry now so sad it's getting too deep and too sad now let's pull it back (laughs) (laughs) let's not forget the topic (laughs) today Um, talk about teeth how do you keep your teeth white (laughs) yo okay Hmm, how do you keep your teeth white uh? actually it's not really like uh, um, I mean a lot of people thought that they are when they they are like they don't have good genes when they are I mean I mean yes if they don't if they don't have white teeth growing up then it's maybe a genetic thing, but it's not always an issue because a lot of people feel like slightly yellow is like very ugly, but slightly yellow is actually normal. Yeah, so we, I think a lot of the times the society fail to normalize a lot of things. I mean, as usual, <laughs> skinny is the, you know, the ideal, and white teeth <laughs> is the ideal, that kind of thing. So it's like, <laughs> it's things like that. But if you want to make your teeth whiter, you can go for whitening and there are two different types of uh, whitening uh, treatment. Usually one's in office, which means that we carry it out for you. It's a one, one-off treatment and it usually produces better results, but it's not always easy to maintain that result. It usually rebounces if you have a certain, uh, you know, colorful diet such as coffee, tea, <laughs> wine, that sort of thing. And yeah, it will, it will have, it will revert back a few degrees, not all the way back, but a few degrees over time, over a long period of time. And there's another way which is uh, called um, basically take home kit. And what you would do is that you would do it on your own uh, at home. At the comfort of your home, own home, but it will definitely be a lot more gradual and a lot slower in terms of the results. But because it's gradual, the results are usually more long-lasting, commonly. Yeah, but then again, whitening treatments actually depend a lot on your diet and uh, yeah, usually what you eat, that sort of thing. But then I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of patients always ask me about whitening toothpaste because like things like charcoal toothpaste, you know, those kind of things that like catches your attention marketing (laughs) yeah do they um, actually work um uh, most of the time they have uh very high abrasivity and what happens is it's actually not whitening the teeth from the inside it's actually removing certain layers of your teeth in order to make it whiter so it's actually abrading your first layer of your tooth which is common usually not a good thing yeah, so I think Jess asked me this question before a while back and then she was like, oh my god, mm. I want to buy this whitening toothpaste, should I buy it? And I sent her the like, the, the, the list of abrasivity of all toothpaste and she's like, oh my god, what is this? But yeah. I was like, no, I'm not going to use it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Do you always ask like Jolene whenever, whenever you have a dental question? Wow, so good. Or, or like my family or friends who has like dental questions, she'll be like, oh, can you ask your dentist friends? So I was like, okay, let me ask. <laughs> that's so good i think like marketing definitely plays a huge role in like 
selling dental products. So it's often misleading. Because things like, uh, okay, Colgate came up with like, say, a charcoal toothbrush. I mean, what does it do? A toothbrush mm. is a toothbrush. What does a charcoal toothbrush do? It's like, uh, question mark, question mark. I think if I'm not wrong, I don't know what it's called, but there's like a toothpaste that I think it's by Colgate. They sell it and it's like 20 pounds a tube. Have you seen that one? It's like red color. It's like in this like tube and it's like 20 pounds. And I'm like, who's going to buy a tube of tube oh, is that for the 20 pounds? And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's the whitening one. Toothpaste oh. and it's like a pen or something. It just looks fancy, but. Yeah, it's like, it looks super fancy and then it, it's like 20 pounds. And then you're like, who gonna, who's going to pay 20 pounds for toothpaste? Rich people. Definitely. Yeah, well, true. Can buy money and happiness and white teeth. There's a lot of marketing involved, <laughs> la, so it's like, don't don't be fooled by all these marketing tools, but yeah. yeah. Mm. But do they Sometimes, not go around yeah. to your uni and your dental clinics to sell you, to, well not to sell you, to give you free products so that you can... Mm, they do, like, sort of they endorse. do, they do. Mm, but most of the time they don't, they don't uh, introduce all these gimmicky products, they usually introduce, uh, mm. uh, yeah, they usually ask us to... Um, sell to patients their actual products yeah <laughs> the ones that actually work yeah and those I mean I, I can't blame them they are at the end of the day they are corporate companies um, they want to sell products and they also want to earn so mm. yeah so it's like it's kind of a bit of an ethical dilemma but then I mean they are corporate so hmm yeah hmm. but I think another another thing that people should also know is that I don't know I when I was back in the UK a lot of my uh, I, my host family I, I, I do have a host family and my host parent uh, she uses um, non-fluoridated toothpaste and uh, I think it comes in powder form or something and she uses a recyclable for the reason why they're using this is because of sustainability but um, it really doesn't work so <laughs> I, I mean yeah because yeah. your teeth need fluoride right yeah and it's yes it's sustainable but it doesn't really care for your teeth as well as the other products so yeah i don't know i don't i can't i'm not bashing people who want to save the earth but yeah but a bit but be a bit smarter when you buy products <laughs> They are sustainable. Save your teeth before you save the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> that's yes, the slogan. It's sad that um, toothbrushes, tooth, toothpaste company don't come up with sustainability options for you. But but you gotta save your tooth. <laughs> you gotta save your teeth. So yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. I mean, if you don't, if you don't have teeth, then you can't save the earth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know how that works, but you just can't do it. So <laughs> save like your that, teeth first. Like that. That makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to talk to somebody with no teeth. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, if slowly come up with bamboo toothbrush as an option, but the bristles are not usually not uh recyclable. Only the, only the. The br- the uh, the bristles are not. <laughs> yeah, is the hand- the handle is the only thing that's recyclable. So I don't know how it's gonna work. I should you be cutting off the bristles before you recycle it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Sometimes, hmm. sometimes you just gotta draw the line somewhere. Yes. Any advice to prospective students in dentistry or any newly qualified dentists? <laughs> I mean, don't do it. It's a good question. Saturated. <laughs> 
it's a it's an interesting degree and it's an interesting profession and it's definitely fun it's uh, it can be life changing it's really it's really fun but well don't get into it because of the money or because your parents told you to or yeah just all of the external pressures yeah if you want to do dentistry do it because you like it yeah if you like it enough it doesn't matter hmm. <laughs> if you earn enough or not if you are you know if you are you have like great competition it's fine it's fine it's still a really fun mm. profession and yeah, for newly qualified dentists, mm, I think don't rush into it because like definitely, especially for Malaysia newly qualified dentists, I see that a lot of people are just like, you know, the moment they graduate, they want to get into every single society or like, you know, um, do every single course available. Take your time. It's, mm. I mean, it's not a competition. Figure out what you want and there's no right or wrong. Mm, I think you just need to follow what you want and eventually it will prevail. Talking about society, I remember you founded a society. It's like a Malaysian dentist in the UK. Oh, it's actually called Malaysian Dental Student Association. Uh, and it's a very established association back in Malaysia. And when I came back in my fourth year, because the president at the time, the Malaysian, uh, for the Malaysian society, yeah, for the Malaysian part, the president at the time was my, a good friend of mine. And I was like, oh, can we try and expand this to the UK? Because I feel like there is a very big gap in between like all the Malaysian dentists in the UK. And a lot of us, if we want to go home and practice at home, we There's have no support. idea. Yeah, we have zero idea of how it works in Malaysia. And it's just very, it feels very foreign. And we don't know each other at all. Like a lot of, a lot of people will be asking me, oh, do you know this person who studies in Glasgow? I'm like, I don't know. I only know people who study at King's. <laughs> so I really don't know. Yeah, and yeah. It, it's, it's nice when uh, we founded it and managed to bring everyone together. Yeah, if you're a dentist and you're a Malaysian um, in the UK or if you're a dental student and you're a Malaysian in the UK, huh, <laughs> you can always... There um, you go. Yeah, you can always look for MDSA UK and IRE. And E I R E, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Do you have Instagram page, Facebook page? You can promote. Yeah, now. they do. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. Now I'm not in the I'm not in the association anymore. My juniors have taken over, oh, and okay. they've done a really really great job, especially with uh COVID, because. I think it's easier in a sense that during COVID we get to do all these like online webinars and things like that and really like really breaks all the distance barriers. It's on Facebook, MDSA UK and IR. Awesome. We'll put that down on Instagram and our website so you guys can go check it Yay. out. All twenty of them. Mm-hmm. All twenty of them. <laughs> 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 Okay. Okay, I think that's it for today. Thank you so much, Jolene, um, for spending time with us and sharing your knowledge um, with us on dental hygiene, on your career and everything. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram, Two Pills in a Pod. We have a Facebook page now. It's called Two Pills in a Pod. And uh, oh yeah, and our website, www.twopillsinapod.com. And um, yeah, listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and rate us and like and subscribe. Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs>